Welcome to Daily Grace. We believe that the Bible is true, trustworthy, and timeless. And we want to help women like you know and love God's Word. The Bible shows us who God is, and who He is changes everything. My name is Joanna. And I'm Stephanie. Come join us as we chat about the truth of God's Word in our everyday lives. On today's episode, we are chatting with Kristen Schmucker on one of our favorite topics, biblical literacy. Kristen is a mama to four and the CEO and co-founder of The Daily Grace Company. We are chatting with Kristen about why biblical literacy matters and how God comforted her with His Word through her own season of loss and grief. So no matter what season you're in or where you are in your journey regarding Bible study, this conversation is for you. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Daily Grace. We are so happy that you have decided to join us once again. My name is Joanna, and I'm here with my co-host, Stephanie. Hello, everyone. So on today's episode, we are really excited to be chatting with Kristen Schmucker on one of our favorite topics, biblical literacy. Kristen, we are so excited to have you here today. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. All right, well, we are just so happy to have you here. And for those who don't know Kristen, you may actually know her without realizing it because she is the founder and CEO of the Daily Grace Company. And Kristen, we know that you love the Word of God and that you are passionate about equipping others to know and love God's Word. Um, But before we jump into all of that, could you just introduce yourself to our listeners? We'd love to hear about your family and maybe what your average day looks like. Absolutely. My name is Kristen. Um, My husband is Jeremy. We've been married for about nine years. We have four kids. Stella is seven. Emily is three. Preston is two. And we also have a daughter, Sophia, who is in heaven. Mm -hmm. And I think I'll be sharing a little bit about more about her story in a little bit. Um, We live in Pennsylvania. And um, In addition to being a wife, a mom, a seminary student, and the leader of the women's ministry in my local church, uh, like Joanna mentioned, I am the CEO and co-founder of the Daily Grace Company, and we create Bible study tools and resources, and our desire is to point people to the Lord and just to the beauty of His Word. Mm -hmm. And so a typical day um, for me, I usually wake up around 5.30, and my husband and I get the kids ready for school. And once uh, we drop them off at school, I head to my office that is located at the Daily Grace Company warehouse. And that's a new office, right? It is a new office. Yes, I'm recording there today. So I I just love it there. And when I'm there, I spend most of my time studying the word, writing um, new Bible studies, approving new products, chatting with the different members of our team. And then after um, a day of work, we pick up the kiddos from school, head home to make dinner, spend time with them before bedtime, spend time with my husband, usually working on seminary homework and reading lots of books I love to read. Mm. And then I guess uh, I go to bed pretty early. (laughs) I'm usually 
fast asleep before nine o'clock. So I guess you would have to be with such a full day. <laughs> it is a full day, but I am just so thankful um, for every aspect of it. Hmm. Yeah, whenever I hear that, I'm like, whenever you need something done, ask a busy person to do it because they're organized and they can get it done. So I'm just <laughs> <laughs> so amazed at how I'm sure um, how efficient you are and. Yeah. You keep first things first, though. That's I think we'll get more into that today. Yeah, absolutely. So Joanna and I know the incredible story of how the Daily Grace Co. came into existence. And you kind of alluded to it with your baby, Sophia. But it has just been a story for me, even. Um, I think I've been tracking it since I feel like from the very beginning, but it's just been a testimony to me of how the Lord redeems our brokenness and brings beauty from ashes. And ultimately, it's all for his glory. So would you mind sharing with us on the podcast about how the Daily Grace Co. got started? Absolutely. Um, In order to tell the story of the Daily Grace Company, I kind of have to back up a little bit before it started. And so it was about two years before the Daily Grace Co. began that the Lord really burdened my own heart for just being in the Word of God every day. Mm -hmm. And I had grown up in a Christian home. I was saved by God's grace at a young age. I had even gone to a Christian college and had gone to seminary. But I struggled to consistently be in God's word on a daily basis. Mm, yeah. I would try reading plans. I would try Bible studies. And it just always seemed like I would fail. Mm. And the Lord was just working in my heart about my own need for him and for his word. And I'm so thankful that a friend um, that I shared that struggle with just helped me gather some basic tools um, to aid me in inductive Bible study. And we even started a Bible study with some of our friends um, and met together. We would study the word inductively on our own and then meet together to discuss it. And I even started a hashtag on social media called Lamp and Light, where we kept each other accountable and just encouraged one another daily. Now, I think some of our listeners might be familiar with Lamp and Light. Some of them might even be part of our Lamp and Light group. So that actually came about before the Daily Grace Co., Yes, it did, which is so crazy to see how it's all played out. I actually remember using that hashtag like yes. years ago. <laughs> I Yeah, I used hashtag lamp and light. That is so cool. That is too funny. So if we fast forward about two years, I was 37 weeks pregnant with our second daughter, Sophia, and I was getting ready for bed one evening, and I just realized that something was wrong. Mm. Um, She was always very active in the evenings, always kicking, um, and this evening was just different. And so um, I just prayed, and I, you know, tried to get a drink of water and change positions, and I just wasn't feeling her moving. And I ended up waking up my husband um, and let him know that I thought we needed to go into the labor and delivery unit. And the nurses searched for a heartbeat. And eventually they brought in an ultrasound machine to check on our daughter. And just with one silent shake of the nurse's head, our lives just changed forever. Mm. And we knew that our daughter had passed away. And I would deliver our daughter, Sophia, a few days later in the hospital. And then we would go home to a home that had been lovingly prepared for the arrival of a baby girl. There were pink baby clothes everywhere and a nursery all set up. Mm -hmm. And as we walked back 
into our home, we clung to the character of God and to who he is Mm -hmm. to sustain us through our suffering. Um, We were devastated and heartbroken and grieving, and yet God's presence with us through suffering was steadfast and unshakable. We clung to the word of God and we clung to who he was, even though we did not understand why we were facing loss or what God was doing. And so it was just a few weeks after we lost Sophia that Jeremy and I were in the car driving home and we were talking about how God's word had been our greatest comfort. Mm -hmm. And I talked to him about the many women that had reached out to me in that season. Many had faced infant loss, stillbirth, miscarriage or infertility, and many had faced other struggles, whether in their marriage or facing seasons of waiting or uncertainty. And I shared with Jeremy that I I pray that God would use Sophia's life to point women to the word of God. Mm. Wow. Even in that fresh season of loss, I had seen God's hand of comfort and I had seen that God is sovereign over our suffering. I clung to the sovereign hand of God in my life, knowing that I could trust him and I could even trust him when my circumstances didn't make sense to me. So Jeremy told me to pray about what I could do to point women to the Lord and to the word of God. And he reminded me of how I had told him when we were first dating and still in college about my desire to write Bible studies for women. And so the Mm -hmm. first study for the Daily Grace Company was written in the weeks that followed right after we lost our daughter as I studied the word of God and wrote on the pages of my journal all that God was teaching me. And a few weeks later, um, it was about three months, um, we opened a little Etsy shop and we sold out of our first study within the first week after launch, which was a huge surprise to us. I think I expected that my mom and some friends at church would buy it. (laughs) And that was about it. And so when we sold hundreds of copies in a week, we were just (laughs) blown away. Um, And so since then, we've continued to create products that point women to the Lord. And so our mission became equipping women in the word, because I have seen in my own life how God uses his word to comfort his people and transform us into the image of Christ. Mm. I've seen how studying scripture helps us to know God and how knowing him truly does change everything. I am passionate about sharing the power of the word of God with women because I have been left in awe of the power of the word of God in my own life. That's incredible. And you know, Kristen, I would venture to say that there are a lot of our listeners who have probably um, experienced something similar um, or maybe are experiencing it now. Um, Do you have anything to say to them, Um, any encouragement that you could give or any, any direction to point them? Yeah, I think... It may sound like a very simplistic answer, but just run to the word of God. Mm. Um, Open his word even when you don't feel like it, even when you don't even know how to respond, you don't know what to say. Um, One thing that was really helpful for me was just praying scripture back to the Lord, was reading in the Psalms or Philippians um, and Colossians, reading about who God is and Mm. then praying it back to God, knowing that he is faithful and seeing that in his word and asking him to be faithful to me in the season that I was facing. Yeah, that's incredible. You know, one other thing that I 
you know, really kind of struck me that you were saying was just how God burdened your heart before any of this even happened to be in his word. And even how he gave you a desire to write Bible studies for women before any of this ever happened. And so, you know, for those women who maybe aren't in this kind of season of pain and loss and grief and suffering, what would you tell them as they approach God's word? I think it's just so interesting to me as I look back on that season of life um, and think about how God was preparing me um, for something I didn't know I was going to face. And Mm. the Lord was just in his kindness, working in my heart a desire to be in the word um, because he knew that I would need that foundation of what I had already learned about him. And he knew that I would need that just daily habit of going to the word so that it would be um, an immediate response. And so I think, you know, I've heard Jen Wilkin liken being in scripture to a savings account to which we are making deposits every Mm -hmm. time we are in scripture. And that is just exactly what my experience was. Mm. Um, Just God in his sovereign grace and mercy burdened my heart to get into the word before I faced tragedy. Mm. And that foundation of God's word is what I clung to in the season. And I ran to God's word because I didn't know what else to do. And God used the things that I'd already been reading to minister to me and prepare me for what is ahead. And I still have some of the journals um, just from right around that time. And I can look back in my journals even before we lost Sophia, even to the morning of the day that we lost Sophia and see how I was reading scripture and writing about how, you know, things happen in the lives of the believer and we don't understand them, but we can always trust the character of God. And when I read those words, I'm just reminded of how God was already preparing me, Mm -hmm. um, already coming alongside me, that he already knew he wasn't taken off guard, even though I was. And that is such a comfort as we walk through um, suffering or hardship or difficulty to know that the Lord already knows. He is not surprised like we are. Mm. Yeah. When I hear your testimony or your story, I just, yeah, I hear the goodness of God and his kindness toward us because he didn't just, he wasn't surprised by it. You were surprised by it, but he was not surprised by this. And he was kind enough to um, stir your heart and stir your affections for his word and mm-hmm. and allowed you to have a friend that came along and had that accountability piece to dig into his word. Like that is God's grace towards you and toward each, towards each of us, right? Yeah. And yeah, I just think it's amazing and that you got to know the God of the Bible and that was how when tragedy struck, you were able to trust him because you knew him. Mm-hmm. And you had that foundation of biblical literacy, which is what we're talking about today. Before we go any further, you know, I don't know if all of our listeners have heard that term, biblical literacy. Do you think that you could define that for us? And then I know we kind of touched on this already, but could you just kind of tell us why does that even matter? And specifically, why does that matter for us as women? Absolutely. 
Biblical literacy is our knowledge of God's word, and that is a really basic definition. And yet when we are speaking of God's word, biblical literacy is not just academic knowledge. Biblical literacy is life-changing because God uses his word to transform us. So when I talk about biblical literacy, I'm not just talking about knowledge of the Bible, though that's a big part of it, but also knowledge of the God of the Bible. It is through God's word that we know who he is. It is through his word that we know the gospel and how that impacts our everyday lives. It is through his word that we can understand who we are in light of who he is. I just think that is like such an important distinction of, you know, not just knowing facts about the Bible or what's in it, but that's not the point. The point is actually knowing God. And I think, you know, all that knowledge of God, if it's just for the sake of knowledge, right? If it's just for the sake of having facts and it doesn't actually change our hearts and draw us to a greater love and awe of him, then it's not going to be producing in us what God's word is meant to produce in us. Absolutely. And so I think that is the the key piece is reading scripture to see who God is. And that's what Mm -hmm. was really transformative for me. Another thing is that I also think that as we read scripture, we see the story of scripture. And we see Mm -hmm. that from the first pages of Genesis and God's word of creation, that God is writing a story through his word. And as we learn the story of scripture, all the way through the Bible, we learn the character of God and we learn how he works in the world. We learn also that we are part of this story as his people. Yeah. And that just encourages us on to know that people have gone before us and that God is still working in the world and he is doing things to accomplish his purpose. And that just gives us hope. And then if I think about why biblical literacy is important for women, Mm -hmm. I think it is important for women because as women, we are often tempted to believe that our highest calling in life is to be a wife or a mother. Mm -hmm. And a lot of women find their identity in that. And these are good things, but they are not where we should find our identity. My highest calling is not to be a wife or a mother. My highest calling is to be a disciple Mm -hmm. and be Being a disciple and having union with Christ changes every aspect of everything that I do. Yeah, we're definitely going to have to have a podcast on the theology of identity, I feel like. Yes, it changes my relationship with my husband. Mm. It changes how I mother my children. It changes how I view every part of every day. Um, And biblical literacy is important for women because if we are in Christ, our greatest desire should be to know him more. Yeah, you know, Stephanie and I even mentioned this in our last podcast. We kind of talked about how like, counterintuitive it is that we want to like find all of these ways to be the perfect parent, be the perfect mother, be the perfect wife. And we think we can do all of these things. But the thing that's going to be the most transformational for our kids is that we are transformed by Christ. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, for our listeners um, out there, they might feel a little intimidated by all that you do or where you are now. And I think that's just kind of our Instagram driven world where we can just see people's highlight reels or see where they are after they've quote unquote made it. Um, So I think it would be encouraging for others to know that Bible study 
didn't always look so systematic and productive for you. Um, you kind of alluded to it in, in the beginning of the podcast, but could you share again or a little deeper um, more about what Bible study looked like for you in your life over the years from the very beginning? You mentioned someone came alongside you, but was there? did you always study the Bible every day? Who taught you how to study the Bible inductively? Um, what did that kind of system and process look like in the very beginning phases? Absolutely. Um, Bible study has looked different throughout the years, and I think that's okay because our seasons change and we need to be aware aware of that. Um, I mentioned earlier when talking about the beginning of the Daily Grace Company that there were many years when I struggled with consistency and I struggled with guilt over not being consistent in God's word. Um, And I am so thankful, like you mentioned, Stephanie, that a friend of mine took the time to just show me how to read the Bible, how to study the Bible. Um, And she just walked alongside of me and gave me some basic tools for asking basic questions of the text. And um, by God's grace, since learning to study the Bible inductively, that has become a daily habit in my life. And I'm so thankful for that. And even though it has become a daily habit, it still looked different in different seasons. So when I was a mom of a newborn, I would maybe wake up before the baby and study scripture or study scripture during nap time. Um, and then a few months later, because I don't know about you guys, but my seasons seem to change quite rapidly sometimes yeah. when nap <laughs> times change or something uh, like that. Yes. <laughs> um, so a few months later, um, I, my kids would wake up a little bit earlier. So I would feed them breakfast and then spend time in scripture right there while they had breakfast, um, while they were eating. And so it has changed throughout the years. And I, I really think there is wisdom in just reevaluating every few months to see if your season has changed and if there might be a better time of day um, for you to get into the word instead of just letting that habit slip to just reevaluate and think, where can I do this? How can I make this a priority in my life? That's a really good point. It sounds like even though we all have different seasons of our lives, the main thing is that are the priorities there. Um, You desired in your heart to get in the word and you evaluated your life and in a practical way of, okay, in this season where little babies need me, um, what pockets of time can I find to get in the word? And I think that's just a really good practical advice that, you know, it's, there is this aspect of, um, practicality in our study of the word because it takes effort it takes discipline and that's going to take some margin in our schedules to actually engage in it Um, but I just kind of wanted to piggyback on this um, idea of studying the bible inductively versus just reading the bible would you say that there is a difference and is that an important difference between just reading the bible versus studying the bible inductively Yes, I think there there is a difference, um, but I think studying the Bible inductively always begins with reading the Bible. Yeah. So they, they can go together in that way. Um, I think one of the most important things for me about studying the Bible inductively is just going through entire books of the Bible mm. and reading scripture to know who God is, not just to kind of grab a little nugget of truth for the day, but to actually read it to know who God is. Yeah. Right. And so as we come 
to study scripture inductively, we are coming in, we are asking questions of the text. We are trying to understand the context. We are trying to understand um, what is happening and why it's happening. We are trying to understand how that points to God and how that points to Christ, even in the Old Testament. Um, And we are just coming, asking questions um, before we jump to the application phase too quickly. Right. So you're reading very intentionally. Yes, absolutely. not just reading for the sake of ticking it off your your to-do list or even just for the sake of staying on track on your Bible reading plan, you know. Absolutely. Now, this this term inductive Bible study might be new to a lot of our listeners, too. And I will say we will put this in the show notes, but we actually have a free two-week study called The Word of Life, and it covers how to work through the inductive method of Bible study. And so we will put a link to our app, brand new app in the show notes where you can actually download that study for free. Now you, it will be out for a while by the time that you hear this episode, but it actually just released today on the day that we're recording. So if you want to learn about inductive Bible study, about what the Bible is and why it matters, then we really encourage you to download the Daily Grace Co. app and go ahead and work through that two-week study. That'll really walk you through those steps. Um, Okay, so Kristen, you know, you're talking about studying the Bible. You're talking about going to God's word to know God. What is it about the Bible that is so important? You know, why can't we just read books about God? Why can't we just, you know, go off of what we see from him in nature? Why is biblical literacy, biblical literacy particularly so important? Absolutely. I think it's important because the Bible is God's word Mm. and he has given it to us so that we can know him. Second Timothy 3, 16 and 17 says all scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction and for training in righteousness that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. I think it is also important because the word of God is eternal. When the things around us are changing, God's word doesn't change. Isaiah 40 verse 8 says, The grass withers, the flowers fade, but the word of our God will stand forever. It is also important because God has given it to us for the purpose of our sanctification, for the purpose of us growing in his likeness. Mm. One of my favorite passages in Isaiah 55 verses 10 and 11 demonstrates this truth. It says, for as the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return there, but water the earth, making it bring forth and sprout, giving seed to the sower and bread to the eater. So shall my word be that goes out from my mouth. It shall not return to me empty, Mm. but it shall accomplish that which I purpose and shall succeed in the thing for which I sent it. Just as the rain makes plants grow, God's word grows his people. And if God has given his word to us, we should desire it more than anything. We want to see his work accomplished through his word in the lives of his people. Yeah, absolutely. So it seems like 2 Timothy 3, 15 to 17 is kind of like a theme verse for us. It's come up so many times in our podcast. (laughs) And I was actually thinking about it this morning um, on my drive, dropping off my daughter. And I've heard a pastor, I think it's R.C. Sproul, say um, this idea of 
the word of God being inspired, God breathed. Um, sometimes it helps to think of it not as like inspiration, like we're breathing in, but expiration as if God is breathing out his words and his like the mind of God is breathed out in the Bible and how if we really wanted to get to know somebody, we wouldn't ask someone else about them or even Mm. look at a record about them or, you know, their medical record. We would go to the person directly and get that first person account. And it really helped to think of it. Okay. Like the word of God is God breathed. It's inspired. It's God like, like an expiration, meaning he's breathing out his words for us. And I don't know, that really stirred my heart to want to get deeper into the word. I don't know about you guys, but Absolutely. Yeah, it makes total sense. And then, Kristen, you were saying how the Bible, the more we read it, it's living and active and it transforms us. And I feel like that's part of your anthem that you kind of shout out is that you're passionate about women coming to know the word of God and loving him because it changes us. It transforms our entire lives. So as you have studied the word and gotten... um, your knowledge of the word has grown. How has your view of God, your view of the Bible itself, and your view your view of self changed? This is such a great question. I think when we come to God's word and we learn who he is from his word, we begin to get a clear picture of his character. We begin to see God not due to our preconceptions or the things that we think we know about him, but we begin to see who he actually is. And as we read the story of the Bible, we begin to see his covenant love from Genesis to Revelation. And the more time we spend in the word, the better we will know him. Being in the Word of God has left me just in awe of the glory of God. Mm. Bible study should always lead to worship. And I am so thankful for that. Bible study is not just about academic knowledge, but about adoration. And I think that when we think about our knowledge of self, we learn about ourselves in the light of God's character. Mm. And I can paraphrase um, a statement that John Calvin made when he said that, We cannot have a clear knowledge of ourselves unless we have a clear knowledge of God. Mm. And that is exactly what the Word of God does for us. It gives us that clear knowledge of who God is, and that is transformational. And then my view of God's Word has changed in that I now know that God's Word is not just an add-on to my day or an item to cross off my never-ending to-do list. Mm. It is my comfort through suffering, my joy no matter what situation I am facing, and it's my hope for everyday life. Yeah, I bet that was so transformational. You know, just hearing you talk about all the things that you have to accomplish in a day, I bet that that was... (laughs) A huge turning point of not seeing God's word as another thing to do. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I really like that quote by John Calvin. Um, I know Jen Wilkins says it in a similar way of there's no true knowledge of self apart from knowledge of God. And that was an eye opener for me because we all think that we know ourselves, right? But no, we don't know the extent of our human nature and our sinful nature apart from the holiness of God. Yeah. So yeah, thanks for sharing that quote. We will link that in our um, show notes because you know I love good quotes yes. and love sharing them. We learned that about <laughs> Stephanie very early on. <laughs> I know. I can't help myself. Um, 
But we're going to move on and say, okay, what about a new believer or someone who grew up in the church but never learned to study the Bible for themselves? How would you or where would you encourage them to go or to start on this journey of pursuing biblical literacy? Well, I love this question because it gets me really excited to know that women are going to start on this journey into scripture. And Mm -hmm. I just love knowing that women are just eager and ready to dive into scripture, whether they have been around scripture for years and years or whether this is the very first time. And so I usually suggest starting in a smaller book of the Bible and just doing lots of repetitive reading and asking some of those inductive questions that you mentioned will be linked in the show notes because... Um, those just reading the text over and over is just going to give you this greater picture. And every time you read it, you're just going to see something new Mm -hmm. about who God is and about how he works. And so the Daily Grace Company also has a large selection of Bible studies that go through books of the Bible. And we also have just an amazing community that walks through the studies together, which is so helpful at every stage of the journey. And then for those that want to go even a little deeper, um, I have seen in my own life and in the lives of others the importance of reading the entire Bible and knowing that story of Scripture. Reading the entire Bible grows us in some big ways towards biblical literacy. And I have seen so much that that overarching knowledge of the text really enhances our more in-depth or inductive study time as well. Yeah, that has been a thing that I have wanted to really do is read through the whole Bible cover to cover as quickly as I can, just to kind of get a glimpse of that big story picture of the Bible and how Jesus really is in every single book of the Bible. I don't know. I think it took me a very long time um, to realize that there is this overarching, you know, unified narrative of the Bible, like you're mentioning. Absolutely. My husband um, was just telling me an illustration that he heard recently um, where someone said that sometimes it seems that we kind of have a lot of these puzzle pieces of these kind of spotty knowledge of different parts of the Bible. Mm-hmm. And then when we realize Um, that Jesus is the central theme and that he is in every portion of the Bible, even the Old Testament. It's like Mm -hmm. someone just handed us the box to the puzzle and Uh, now we can see the picture and we know where now where all the pieces go. And I thought that was such a great um, illustration of just what I saw in my own life when I took time to read scripture in its entirety instead of just kind of picking out the the favorite passages that I really liked. But seeing the full picture, it was like someone handed me the box to the puzzle. That is such an awesome illustration. And the cool thing is that, you know, we like to go to those favorite passages. But the cool thing is when we do see the story of the entire Bible, even those favorite passages become even richer. And so it's not like we're throwing those away. We're actually, you know, enhancing our understanding of them and enhancing our love for God and seeing Jesus in all of Scripture. It's funny because I was recently doing that. Oh, it was a few months ago, but I was reading Isaiah. And because I was trying to read through the Old Testament pretty quickly, um, Second Chronicles and Kings and stuff were fresher on my mind. And when I got to Isaiah, I was like, oh, my goodness, like there was so much I would have missed had I not recently read Chronicles and Kings and stuff. So, yeah, I highly recommend everyone at least I think we said this in episode one of striving, resolving to read through the entire Bible at least once in a calendar year. 
Yeah. So, Kristen, I know we also have a lot of maybe stay-at-home moms or high school students or college students, maybe women who are full-time businesswomen, right? People in lots of different seasons with some pretty packed schedules or just, you know, they might be wondering, how am I supposed to do this? How am I supposed to make this happen in my season of life? So how can just the normal average woman like us do that? Absolutely. We need to keep in mind, I think, that every season of life is different. And I think I mentioned earlier, sometimes it feels like those seasons change so quickly. Um, And in some seasons, you might find yourself reading the Bible on your phone while you are nursing a baby. Mm -hmm. In other seasons, you may be listening to an audio Bible while you fold laundry. And I think an audio Bible is an awesome resource for every season. It's so helpful and just a neat way to interact with the text. Yeah. And for a student, I think about maybe using a free class period to get in the word. And um, some seasons may allow us to be part of in-depth Bible study groups. Um, other seasons may call for us to just read the text and um But in every season, we need to get in the word and we need to just regularly, like I mentioned before, reevaluate our seasons and also evaluate our hearts. Um, Are we in seasons where we need to make some changes and adjust our schedule? Are we in a season where we need to give ourselves grace because we are up all night with a newborn? Or are we in a season where we're actually struggling with our priorities and we're valuing things like Instagram or Netflix Mm. or some alone time more than we're valuing God's word. And I think we usually know which season we're in. Um, And then we can pray for the Lord to walk us, um, walk with us through that season and for him to just help us to have wisdom in seeing how we should get in the word in this particular season. Mm. I think some women might hear that and be like, Oh, ouch. Okay, you're right. (laughs) I know I spend so much time doing X, Y, Z. And I I feel the conviction. I feel the nudging to um, put boundaries on my social media time or or whatever it is. But I'm struggling to find the motivation to read God's word. Um, Mm -hmm. What would what encouragement would you give to that woman who who is in that position of find, like struggling to feel the desire to read. First off, I would say pray. Mm-hmm. Uh, pray for God to give you that desire. He wants you to be in the word. Um, his will for his people is for them to be people of the word. And so I think the other thing I would say, even though it sounds really simplistic, is just get in the word. There is always something making us busy. And there is always a reason we can think of, of why we can't be in the word today. But the value of reading the word of God is far greater than any reason or excuse not to. And so resist the urge to just read the Bible, to check it off your list, and instead read the word of God to know the God of the word. Mm-hmm. Allow your time in scripture, whatever that may look like, to lead you to worship. I saw this quote on the Desiring God Instagram the other day. It's a quote from John Piper, and he said, If your desire for God's word is gone, do what you can. Repent. 
Tell him you are sorry. Ask him to give you the desire that right now you can barely muster the will to ask for. He is merciful. And when you said, like, just pray, you know, start out, pray, and then just read. You know, God is a merciful God who promises that if we seek him with all our hearts, then we will find him. And we can ask him for that desire to seek him. And I think as you do read, you will meet this God that is faithful and that is satisfying, right? But sometimes, at least for me, I have to kind of set aside my feelings, right? <laughs> we, ha- we can't trust our feelings all the time. Sometimes we have to trust our mind and say, I know this is good for me. Just like I know maybe eating kale is good for me. I might not like it, but mm, I'm going to do it because <laughs> I actually really do like do kale. Too. But <laughs> Sorry to all you kale haters out there, but it's delicious. (laughs) I guess I'm just saying sometimes we can't trust our feelings. And like you said, sometimes we just need to start. And and God is faithful. I think that once we do kind of discipline ourselves in that way, that we are going to find that we're enjoying him more because we're learning more about him. And and as we grow in that knowledge of God, we're going to like you said, know more of his character and we're we're going to fall in love with him, I think. Mm-hmm. I think just keeping in mind that the more we read the Bible, the more we'll desire to read the Bible and that our so-called duty to read the Bible will turn to delight. Um, and I think you guys mentioned that in the first episode. And so just keeping that in mind, that praying for God to give you a desire for the word And then just doing your duty and then allowing him to transform that duty into delight. And I think there will be seasons when sometimes we kind of get in a rut and it turns to duty again. And what we do in that season is just go right back to prayer and pray again, um, pray afresh for God to just transform that duty to be in the word to also being a delight to be in his word um, so that we can know who he is, so that we can adore him for who he is, and so that our Bible study will lead to worship of the God that has pursued us. And I think when we grasp that, it will transform our Bible study no matter what season we're in. So Kristen, I know that for me, sometimes I can get really stuck in my own mind and in my own feelings. And, you know, sometimes I need to be encouraged by other believers. And so how can we grow in biblical literacy with others in our community? What role, if any, does Christian community play in our own study of the Bible? I think it plays a huge role. And I know in my own journey, um, just thinking back to what we talked about earlier about the beginning of the Daily Grace Company and even before that, when I was just digging into the word with some friends, it was the accountability of some friends Mm -hmm. and even something as silly as a hashtag that kept me accountable to be in the word and encouraged me with what other women were learning. And so I would say that the local church is the best resource for growing in biblical literacy in a community. Joining a Bible study or a discipleship program through a local church is an amazing option. And if your church doesn't have programs available, you could even just start a Bible study with friends and work through a book of the Bible together. Talk through the passages, study it on your own, and then come and discuss it. And the Daily Grace Company also 
has an amazing community of thousands of women that study God's word together every day. And that's an awesome resource as well. But I never want us to get so focused on this notion of kind of personal quiet time that we miss out on the rich benefits of doing Bible study in community. Yeah, absolutely. I know that You know, even just last Sunday, I had been kind of in one of those ruts where I was actually having a really hard time believing what God said about himself, believing things like that there is fullness of joy in his presence. And I was just in like one of those ruts like you were talking about. Mm -hmm. And I went to church and I was standing there with this body of believers, and they began to sing these words, the joy of the Lord is my strength. And as I looked around and I saw the true joy on these people's faces, they ministered to me about the truth of God's word. And I think that even by just gathering together, you know, to worship corporately, we are encouraged by one another and we see evidence of his word in the lives of other believers. And like you said, Walking alongside someone specifically, even if that just means you reach out to a friend and say, hey, I'm struggling to enjoy this Bible study or I'm struggling to even know where to start. Will you just like meet up with me once a week and grab coffee and we can just read together and talk about it? It makes such a huge difference. And, you know, you talked about Lamp and Light, our online community. It's amazing to me the things that people will say that I hadn't even thought of. And it's just such an encouragement to hear what God is teaching other believers through his words and how that can be an encouragement to us as well. Yeah, um, I lead a Bible study in my local church. Mm -hmm. And so we meet together on Thursday evenings and walk through books of the Bible. And though technically I'm the teacher, I am amazed um, at what happens when I meet with a group of women Mm -hmm. and they bring... um, their unique situation, their circumstances. We have several women in the group who are much older than me and just their their wisdom from so many years. And then they come Mm. and they look at a text that maybe I brushed by and they speak of God's faithfulness in their life. Mm. And they point things out to me that I would not have seen um, without Mm. them. And I think there's just such value in being with believers. And I loved listening to your testimony as well, Joanna, because I have experienced the same thing. I'm just so thankful for the body of Christ. Mm. That gives me goosebumps hearing about just these parts of God's word that we maybe see as dull or unimportant and just the life that every single word of his word actually brings. And I think that also just excites me to think about here we are today talking about biblical literacy and about getting into God's word. And it excites me to think of how much more we will know him in 10 years, 20 years, Mm. 30 years, Mm. when we have dedicated our lives to studying his word, um, just how our knowledge of him will grow, but most of all, our love for him will grow. Yeah, that's encouraging for me because I can be so hard on myself. You know, I'm like, oh, I feel like I can't communicate myself well or communicate what these certain doctrines are or I feel like there's so many gaps in my knowledge of the word. And just to be reminding myself that faithfulness daily is what is going to grow my faith and 
it, that's when I'm going to see the difference 10 years from now. If I do the hard work every single day now mm-hmm. and not just get so caught up in um, or in myself, really, or just being discouraged about what I don't know is just focus on, OK, well, let me just slowly build my knowledge right now. Invest in that savings account. Yeah. <laughs> and then reminding myself, I think I heard this quote today, is weeds grow quicker than grass. <laughs> so um, don't, it's okay. Like even with the parable of the sowers, it takes time for roots to grow and dig down into the soil and stuff. You don't want the weeds that quickly grow down because that could get plucked up so quickly. Mm-hmm. But like your story after Sophia, I mean, you weren't plucked up and thrown into this wind and had a crisis of faith because you didn't, you know, because you were rooted in his word and you knew God so you could trust him. You took the time um, years before uh, Sophia's life came that to invest in your relationship with God and his word. And and there's always fruit in that. God is faithful, I think, to um, profit whatever time we give into studying God's word. Okay, Kristen, I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit here, but I just wanted to ask you, as we wrap up, what one closing thought, what big idea, what what is the main thing that you want our listeners to leave with today? I think I would just remind the women that are listening that the value of reading the Word of God is far greater than any reason or excuse not to, Mm. and that we can come to the Lord and ask Him to help us grow in this area, and ultimately, He's the one that is going to grow us in this area. It's not in our own strength. He is going to do the work as we just earnestly seek Him. And I am so thankful for that. And as I look back um, at my own journey, I just see his faithfulness. Mm. And I am so grateful for the word of God and how it impacts every part of who we are. As we see who God is, it really does change everything. And I am just so thankful that he has given us his word as a place to run to in every circumstance. Mm. So my encouragement would just be that I know that God is faithful and that he will be faithful to his people so we can cling to that truth and we can read in his word and see who he is and just trust that even when we don't understand what's happening, Mm -hmm. he already knows and his sovereign hand is guiding our lives. And that just gives us reason to trust and reason to worship. Yeah, I love that. Well, Kristen, thank you so much for sharing your heart, sharing your passion. It really, truly is contagious. And I just absolutely love following you and the Daily Grace Co. on Instagram. It really stirs my heart um, and my affections for God. Um, So I thank you for being with us today. Um, But before we um, officially end, we we like to ask three questions to all those that join us on this podcast. So we're going to start off with that, if you're okay. Absolutely. All right. So first, tell us what is currently on your nightstand. And you can interpret that and answer that however you'd like. (laughs) Well, 
books, books, and more books. <laughs> <laughs> I love to read. So my nightstand is stacked with a lot of books. Maybe when this podcast releases, I'll have to share on Instagram a picture of my nightstand because yes. I mean it when I say <laughs> books, books, and more yes. books. So I also have my Kindle there and then some physical hard copy books as well. I love to read before bed. I'm currently reading um, putting Amazing Back into Grace by Michael Horton. And I just finished Even Better Than Eden by Nancy Guthrie. Oh, that one's on and my list. I loved it. And The Gospel <laughs> Comes with a House Key by Rosario Butterfield. Yes. I recommend all of them. They were all so, so good. So yes, lots of books. Stephanie and I are actually both reading The Gospel Comes with a House Key right now. So Really? Yeah. I just well, finished it. So good. Mm. Yeah, that's on Kristen's book list for this year. So shout out if you guys want to join a mini virtual book club. Um, Kristen's kind of hosting one. So Kristen, before we move on to the next question, did you have like a favorite book from last year, a favorite book from 2018? I know that's a hard question because I know you read a lot. So last year I read the book far as the curse is found. Mm. Um, And I think I recommended this one to you, Joanna. Um, But I read it and it's actually on that book list and I'm going to read it again because it is so good and I just really enjoyed seeing that big picture view of scripture is just one of my favorite things. So if you follow my book list, you'll find that several of the books really kind of deal with that theme of biblical theology or just that story of scripture because I'm just so passionate about it and I love to read more about it. Love it. Okay, question number two. What's one thing you can't live without? Aside from the obvious topics of today's discussion of God and his word, um, I am an introvert. So a quiet day at home is a way that I love to recharge. So Mm -hmm. I love when we have a Saturday with no plans and I can just sit at home while the kids play and read all those books and talk to my husband over a cup of coffee. Sounds beautiful. You have just joined the Introvert, introvert podcast. Club. Yeah. <laughs> Stephanie and I talked about this on episode zero that we are both introverts, but we had the caveat of extroverted introverts. It's not like we just want to like that. be alone all the time. Right. But it's so nice. Absolutely. <laughs> That's how we recharge because you just described like a dream day for me. Yeah. Seriously. Yes. <laughs> all right. And lastly, what's one resource? So this could be a book, a person, or an experience that has most stirred your affection for God's word. Well, I have to say that my husband, Jeremy, has been this person for me. We met and married very young, and we have just grown in our love for the Lord, for the Word of God, and for theology, and of course for each other, um, together through the years. And I'm so thankful that. So now, almost 10 years later, I still love our late-night theology discussions, which happen quite regularly. Whether it's talking about a deep theological topic or just telling him um, what God is doing in my life or what I'm struggling with, I'm just so thankful for how he consistently points me to the Lord and points me to the Word. That is so sweet. I love it. I love it, too. Well, again, thank you so much for talking with us today, Kristen. And thank you for allowing God to will and to work through you and your family through the Daily Grace Co. Thank you for having me. 
Now, everybody, if you would like to read our show notes from today's show, you can go to dailygracepodcast.com. We'll have all of our show notes, and we will link all of those books and resources and Stephanie's many quotes from today's episode, (laughs) so you can be sure to check all of those out. Also, um, head over to thedailygraceco.com, and you can see more about the Daily Grace Co. um, that Kristen shared with us today. Um, And on our show notes, you can also see that Daily Grace Co. app that just released today. So we are super excited about that. Thank you, Kristen. And thank you so much to all of you for joining us once again. And we will talk to you soon. Bye, friends. 